You're listening to Perspectives. I'm your host, David Howard. Thank you for joining today's podcast. My desire is that each episode speaks to your heart while answering each and every one of your prayers in the most extraordinary way. I'm sorry that I missed everyone last week as I was away for work. But even in my absence, my heart continued to yearn for you each and every day. Before I begin today's podcast, I would ask a special prayer for a young man that I met along the way, and his name is Dylan. Of course, I was there for work, but I truly believe that God sent me to Denver to meet this specific young man. Thus, the title of today's podcast. Several years ago, and actually many, before graduating from high school, my family went to a brand new shopping mall called Glendale Galleria. If you couldn't find it there, it wasn't meant to be found. My mother and her sisters, my cousins, and of course my brother and sister and I, lest I forget my grandmother, who we commonly referred to as Little Gramps, because she was less than five feet tall. For context and throughout the remainder of the story, just realized that she was a little bit shorter than the actual clothing rack. There was a long-awaited wedding later that afternoon, so the goal was to arrive early and leave in enough time to get home, get dressed, and attend the long-awaited event. Everyone was in a rush, and somehow amongst the bustle of people, we lost my grandmother. We searched for hours, store by store, aisle upon aisle. Our shopping was no longer a priority as our attention straightway changed to the mass search for someone we could hardly see. Minutes turned to hours and nothing. We were pressed for time but could not find our way out of the present situation. We talked with security and it was too soon to file what we would consider to be a missing person report. It had not yet been what we seemingly believed to be 24 hours. We asked security if they could keep a lookout while in the middle of the story, it remains uncertain, even unto this day, unbeknownst to us, she found a bus stop, paid her fare, and rode the city bus home. While everyone was assuming the worst, she got dressed and went to the wedding without us. She bragged about how great a time she had, oblivious to the family's seething anger. We were, for a lack of better term, undone, as her response was in complete contradiction to the deep-seated anguish that she had caused. I'm sure the wedding was fantastic and the reception was beyond fabulous, but we will never, as our search for our pant-sized grandmother ended, consider that a successful event, for our search was in vain. There is a game that many of us are familiar with called Where's Waldo? The object is to look at a picture bustling full of people and objects and find an individual named Waldo, dressed in a red and white horizontal striped shirt and a beanie. Sometimes we jokingly use the term in an abstract manner to describe a co-worker or friend or associate that for some reason is always missing. However, where does our search for God lead us as we look at the things that occupy our lives and make them so busy? We, like the picture, often miss the obvious right in front of us. 
our hearts are what lead us, but scripture serves as a roadmap. It tells us how we can and where to find him. Like Waldo in the red and white horizontal shirt, he should not be difficult to find as we clumsily look up and down, right and left. But he is not there. God is always the centerpiece. Today's podcast is titled, Struggle Finding God. Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 11 through 13 tell us, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall he call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye search for me with all your heart. What does our heartfelt search and yearning for God say about us? The invitation is given for us to come and the decree has gone forth. We shall find him as written throughout scripture and demonstrated over and again by his people, awaiting our earnest plea for help. Scripture specifically tells us in Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 and 29, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am weak and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Is he missing in our picture? Is he out of focus, or are we just having a challenging time finding him? It should be obvious, as it is impossible for him to simply blend into the background. His word is full of promise, giving us both clarity and direction. If our hearts are bended and our lives yielded, he can grant us the clarity we so much need. It is often that we become confused, not necessarily wrong about what we are looking for. The world paints a picture for us and lays upon us expectations that we believe to be true. Words and examples that carry merit, those that demonstrate for us that we can comprehend. We search the entirety of scripture, chapter and verse, page after page. And while our mind is telling us that we are full, our hearts thirst for something more. Something that we can see, something that we can feel and touch. An undeniable presence of the Spirit of God working in our lives and on our behalf. While others may serve as examples, none of our pictures are exactly alike. There are no replicas. Our lives are a masterpiece before God, a Van Gogh, a Monet, a Picasso. He knows every carefully placed stroke, each intricate color and ornate shape. If someone were to inquire of you, who is this God that you both speak of and search for? What would be our response? Would our response be known for its brevity or for the broad splendor in which we describe the beauty of his presence? I inquire again, what are we looking for? What is our expectation? Is it bound in truth or rooted in an unending fallacy of things whose surface value is appealing or it sounds good but lacks relevant value? such as the time leading up to the beginning of Jesus' ministry. 
History tells us that there were many before Christ that came and claimed to be the long-awaited Messiah, but they were not, leading many astray and causing them to be eternally lost. John the Baptist's disciples, after having heard his word and followed him, were unsure of who Jesus was. And therefore, John sent for an inquiry asking, Are thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Matthew chapter 11 and verse 3. Jesus gave John the Baptist the assurance of his response by simply saying, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Secondly, in like fashion, in Matthew chapter 20, verses 30 through 34, in speaking of the two blind men, the scripture tells us, And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they could not hear their hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I should do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. You may wonder why these two scriptures find relevance. My response to anyone that will both hear and receive when searching for God, you will without uncertainty recognize him through the beauty of his love and the abundance of his compassion. Conversely, our plea is brought forth from the wellspring of our heart and the necessity of our soul as we read in Psalm chapter 61, verses 1 and 2. Hear my cry, O Lord, O God. Listen to my prayer from the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Where is Waldo? Have you ever found yourself looking for God? We know what people say. We know how others describe him. And yet our heart's desire remains void of the one singular desire. Is it possible that maybe the way that he's been described to us is wrong? Or possibly what we expect of him is left of center, meaning it is off target. I suppose the scope of our misunderstanding is because we consider him as humanity's flawed equal. Like putting together a puzzle, we begin with the most obvious pieces, the corners and the edges. But if we stop there, our lives remain empty. What makes a puzzle unique isn't what's on the fringe, but the center. As the entirety of the picture comes into focus, and like the heart of humanity, if the puzzle is missing just one single piece, it remains incomplete. Like us, the absence of God when our lives are full, with 999 pieces in place, much of it are substance. But that one piece, that piece number 1000 is missing. 
our relationship, our communion, and our fellowship is in danger. The spirit that dwells in us knows that the time is not a luxury that we have. It begins to cry out even on its own accord at times because our present life lacks permanence. But absence of God, eternal consequences are in plain view. Can you find God in your picture? He's not a border or a corner, but will always remain the centerpiece, that which brings everything into focus and makes things all complete and whole. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 35 tell us, For he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Martin Nystrom wrote a song that we're most familiar with in 1984. And the first stanza reads, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You alone are my strength and my shield. You alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. May we forever long to be present with God. Thank you for listening. As Perspective continues its endeavor to reach those in need, I humbly ask for your prayers. If you enjoyed what you have heard today, please subscribe by using the Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you're listening to me via Spotify, please answer the questions under the community tab and leave a reply in the space provided. You can also send me an email directly at howarddc42 at yahoo.com or text the number from which you receive the Perspectives podcast from. God bless you. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you until we meet again.